Okay, everybody, we've had a wonderful gig tonight. We just want to thank a few of the people. Just want to introduce you to the band. On skits, we've got Alistair Chuckles. Yeah. And on things we've watched, we've got Watchy McGee. Yeah. And things we've listened to, we've got the fucking bands. Yeah. And on things we've played, we've got Electronic Active Softworks. I get Yes, they kind of sponsored the gig. We couldn't really do anything about Whoa. that. Yes. Anyway, uh, we're just uh, the opening acts. Here's the rest of them. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a catch-up and do silly skits and voices and talk about what we have experienced in the media landscape during the week. Mm-hmm. How are you doing this week? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a big old question right now, isn't it? <laughs> well, you're not ready for that. Most of the time I'm like, I'm enjoying the being at home. It's it's lovely sunshine out, and I, if I open the curtains, something I'm not usually prone to doing, I can look out and in, enjoy the niceness. Yeah. Uh, on, on, on for for a large quantity of the day, it's yeah. nice to be able to look out and, and see all the the sunshine and the traffic lights and other things <laughs> that I can see from my windows. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um. Mm. <laughs> It's at the same time though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One walk a day just didn't cut it. Yet. Yeah, it it's very weird to not have the day with like I'm going to do a walk to get somewhere that I will walk back from there and it's very weird to go the weather is this nice and I've I've been paid. Get some cider and just go on that like big ass nice walk that we like yeah, to do on it. We can't just sit on the nice yeah. grass and have a pims together or yeah, something. Yeah, we can't go up the common. Although I did walk up the common for my exercise the other day because it's yes, uh, a it's, bit of an incline. It's got a good incline on it, and uh, yeah, mm, there's a lot of people up there. There's more. Mm, there's a lot of people sitting down up there as opposed to walking two meters apart from each other doing their state mandated exercise. Yeah, that's it's... not what they're meant to be. That's not what leaving the house is for right no. now. It's like, yeah, I uh, want to do this too, but I, no. Yeah, we we are being behaved. We are doing all. Uh, we are leaving the house to exercise and nothing else. It hurts. I know. I know. <laughs> I. It's gonna. It's gonna be a long one. Yeah. But until that all lightens up and we get to enjoy the summer, we have enjoyed pieces of media, some of which we have played. Mm. Would you like to tell us about something you've played this week? Well, following on from last week's mention of it, we've, we've played some Pandemic. we played some Pandemic together. We did. Yes, not, not the reality, the board game. Not the reality. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we're playing the reality, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we played a the, the Pandemic board game. We played Pandemic, uh, the board game, and uh, On the Brink expansion yeah uh so when we played it last time it's just you who played it and you it played like me. a couple of games yeah and uh, i really wasn't getting it and we played a game together and i think we did quite well yeah definitely well we won so yeah we the, there's i don't know what happened while we were playing together but it clicked some something about the, the playing it with a second person made me just sort of go aha i get the things that the, i've the, read the on. pacing the pacing of what we should be doing and when was was clicking yeah, yeah we had we had people to bounce ideas off of yes which i think helped 
us get the, to grips with it. Yes. And it's since in... since then, I've played several more games myself and a couple more games with you. Yeah. And we've been ramping up the difficulty and still getting yeah. some wins in. Uh, so we played a game with uh, six epidemics. Yeah. Which uh, we got through pretty if, easily. If anything, we found that one easier because... Um, because the regularity of what's coming yeah, up. Yeah, because epidemics were coming up so much more often, there was a much narrower set of things that the epidemic was reshuffling, which mm-hmm. meant, like, we only really had to worry about, like, five cities... Pretty we were, much, there yeah. were five that were like routinely, you know, blowing up, and we were like, okay, we'll, we'll just keep on those. Felt easier to micromanage. Yeah. Uh, we also played with the uh, mutation uh, yes. change. I don't think we won that one. We no. got pretty close, um, though. We, we cured the mutation right up front. Uh, and three of the four diseases. So we cured the same number of things that you would have to cure in a normal game, yeah. which usually would be a four out of four. This time we did four out of five. Yeah. And then I think we ran the player deck out. Yeah, um, yeah. So like, that that was the only thing that killed us. We we were on top of the cubes. We just didn't have quite enough turns to... like. We, we, were, we were within a turn or two from... If we'd had those blue cards that were left in the deck, had like we'd drawn them a turn or two earlier, we'd have, we'd have done it. Mm-hmm. But I was... It's one of those things. We lost. I wasn't disappointed in our loss. No. I was like, we played a damn good game. We played good. It was very close to the wire. And I like I find that good in a game where you can go, Yeah. We won we we lost by a narrow margin or we won by a narrow yeah. margin. The the tiny epic games have always been good with yes. that. Like every time we play tiny epic zombies, yes. the win or loss is a matter of a turn or two. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that's the mark of a well balanced game. Yeah. Where it's like it, it's tuned just right that you're going to be really pushing up against that time limit. Yeah. And, and not feeling like in that is in any way artificial. No, and it, it doesn't feel like it's luck whether you win or lose. It's like, look, we, we just didn't play quite fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's been really fun sort of getting into that. And uh, we might try Legacy next. Yeah, I'm <laughs> very up for that. Yeah, I've been trying to play with uh, our local game group. Over the course of about the last two years, maybe three years now, we started the game, played the first month, realised that all our dossiers were in German or French, Yeah. Um, sent off to have new ones sent through to us, played the first month through again, because we hadn't mm. ripped up any of the cards or anything. Um, so, just to quickly explain for anyone who doesn't know about Pandemic Legacy, uh, the whole idea is that after each match... Depending on how like the game ends, th- there will be certain conditions that will then permanently change the version of the game that you play next round. Like, uh, unseal this envelope, rip this card in half, and don't use it anymore. Well, not only that, but like if uh, uh, an area has like an outbreak, mm. that gets a sticker on the board. That is a permanent sticker on the board. You know that place is at level one. If it goes to level two, it's basically the whole place is on fire. Level three, it becomes just gone. Yeah, and if that happens to be a place that's an important forest there to, to somewhere else, yes. you're fucked because you can't go through it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm excited, yeah. It, it's been... The group that we had... it that you, Well, that you had, sorry. Yes. Um, getting every person to be available on the same day yes. was... Uh, troublesome. Yes. It's the problem that every D&D group knows, which is... Yeah, uh, every regular board gaming group is like, oh no. But 
I can guarantee the two of us <laughs> will be in the same place at the yeah. same time fairly regularly. Even if we play two characters each. Yeah. Well, that'll give us something to play while we stay indoors for a while. Yeah. And also support our local gaming. Indeed. Shop. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I really enjoying Pandemic at the moment. It's somewhat cathartic going, I can do something. Even though I can't do anything. I have some level of control over the spread of <laughs> disease across the planet. I can cure this. I can make everyone better. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because um, um, we've got on the brink, we've got the little Petri dishes with the stickers on. Oh, those are adorable. You can name all your viruses. And I was like, what will I name them? <laughs> Silly things. I thought love, because there ain't no cure for love. Uh, we better hope there's a cure for love, otherwise we're going to lose every game of pandemic we ever play. <laughs> but we'll love each other forever. We will. Uh, uh, what about you? What have you been playing? Hey. Is it Animal Crossing? Uh, that is that is one <laughs> thing on the list that I have been playing. I have been playing more Animal Crossing. Yay. Although, I've started to slow down a little bit. I've I've reached the point where, like... I'm in. Uh, I've I've managed most of the big tasks, and I have my island sort of how I like it. It's going to be little, jump in for thirty minutes, check what's in the shops, do the rounds, and then leave. Okay, for a so bit. you're in like week two of owning a, a tamagoshi. Uh, You've had the week of it needs constant care, it needs constant regulation. Now it's like I can check on it, feed it twice a day, and then just walk away. Exactly, exactly. It's I've gotten through the high maintenance phase of it. Now is the bit where it's like. Let's see if there's anyone in the campsite that is a new villager that I maybe want to introduce in. Um, how are all my villagers doing? Make sure I've collected all my fruit and checked for fossils and... Uh, pottering. Yeah, pottering. Like, there's specific things coming up over the next few weeks that will, like, you know, take a bit more of my time. Like, I think on um, on on Easter Sunday, there is a Bunny Day event uh, where you can get lots of egg-themed uh, stuff to have in-game. I'll probably play a bit of that. Bunnies! Um... But yeah, I now have the final upgrade to my house. I've not paid the final upgrade off yet, mm. but I have I have a basement on my house now. Oh heck! Um, Are I you pl- building a dungeon? Yeah, <laughs> I do have dungeon walls, yes. so I could make a dungeon. Yes. It's I've considered it. Um, but yeah, I I played the turnip stock market and did very well. Um, a very lovely person on Twitter gave me a very good uh, price for turnips, and I managed to make something like one point nine million bells. Whoa. Which was enough to pay off my penultimate house upgrade. I think the last one's like two and a half million bells, but I—I I mean, I have the final upgrade to my house. I could just never pay that final <laughs> loan off. I will. I will get it paid off eventually. <laughs> um, but right now, I've been doing lots of like checking, getting lots of really n- nice, fancy new outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, just like start starting to collect more things so I can slowly, bit by bit, spruce up my island. Um. It's, it's it's I'm continuing to have a very nice time. Yeah. Uh I looked up a chart for how to make hybrid flowers of various colours and there's like a um diagram of like how to lay your flowers out so that you can make like all the different hybrid colours. So I'm gonna start working on a hybrid flower garden. Ooh. Uh so that's that's my next like big project when I have a few hours maybe on a stream where I'm like, Yeah, I, I feel like working on something big. Yay. Um but yeah, that's that's my continued adventures with Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um I'm still trying to get the one villager who I don't like to move out. But I'm not being mean. I'm not doing the thing I've seen other people do where they run around hitting the villager with like their fishing pole and like build a fence around their front door so they can't leave their house until they decide to leave. That feels really mean and I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm trying to re-roll fate to just get this person to coincidentally decide to leave without me having been mean to them. Um, 
so yeah, there was this one villager called Hans, he's a yeti apparently, and he he's he's really snobby, he he wants to be friends with celebrities and rich people, and he made two of my favourite villagers cry, and I don't <gasps> like him. Yeah. He, I mean, that sounds like someone who deserves at least a minor booping. I'm, I mean, I've been trying to resist walking around beating him up with a fishing rod. I didn't but like, say beating him, just maybe just rolling up a newspaper and booping him on the yeah. nose and going, no, that's a bad villager. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. If, if I can't convince a, a new villager in the campsite to move into his house soon, I might have to just give him a gentle boop on the nose and hope that that does it, because... I don't like this villager. He's you're a big meanie. Yeah, it's like I would be fine with him if he wasn't being if he wasn't making my other villagers cry. I have the Tia, the teapot-faced uh, elephant one, who, by the way, I I gave her a little raincoat with polka dots on it, and she wears it when it rains now, and that's adorable. And he made her cry, and I don't like this. Nazi punks, fuck off. Nazi punks, fuck off. <laughs> um, what about you? What else have you been playing this week? I played some Hammer Watch. Tell me about Hammerwatch. It's basically Gauntlet. It's that game that, uh, as you described it, every now and then you go back to it and go, I really fucking enjoy this, and never come back to it. Yeah, um, I, I tend to do, like, a run, and then go, hmm, that wasn't the best thing I experienced on my own. I've only ever played it, I realised I have actually played it once with another person. <gasps> um, it was a very long time ago, uh, I think we were playing, like, over... Over the internet via something or other, like mm. using some remote couch co-op mode. Yes, there is one of those built into Steam, and I don't use it often enough. But you can just set up couch co-op games to play over Steam. I think it was something like that. Anyway, either way, they were laggy as fuck, and yeah. it just made it really difficult to play. Um, but yeah, like playing with a single character, there are sections of that game where if you don't have like a ranged weapon, you just can't. There's just going to be an enemy you just can't get. Yeah. There are going to be some uh, monsters that are just too dangerous to get anywhere near. Yeah. So you kind of have to just sort of run through their area or hope that there is like a brick wall nearby that you can sort of duck behind, yeah. duck out, do two hits, duck back in. Well, if you at some point want to play some at the weekend, I'm happy to give you a co-op partner. Well, if we get a weekend free, I would very much like to do that. Yay! Uh, yeah, I I got further than I've ever got before. I don't know if it was just the fact that I was on stream. I was like, oh god, I have to do the thing. I have an audience, I have to perform. <laughs> I think so, you know. Um, I mean, sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes that is how it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got up as far as the Lich Boss, which I think is the third or fourth. Ooh. And uh, yeah, that, that was a bit extreme. I didn't sort of top up on life before going into that boss. So it was kind of my own fault. Hmm. But yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's a lot of fun. Um... I would be interested to see what that is like with other other people, other person, other people. I will play with you at some yeah, point. Yeah, I like it when you play with me. I'm gonna play with you any day, dear. They'll never know. <laughs> what else have you been playing? Uh, what else have I been playing? I went back and replayed Minute. I like Minute. Minute yeah. was cute. It's a game I come back to every now and then. Uh, the general gist is it's a black and white, top-down, Zelda-style uh, adventure game. You pick up a sword on a beach, turns out the sword is cursed. You're mm. going to die every 60 seconds and respawn back at the checkpoint, which is your bed. And you have to go save the world, break the curse, do all the stuff. 
without being able to get more than 60 seconds away from your uh, your checkpoint. You can move the checkpoint later on in the game. Yes, later on in the game you can find other checkpoints like that will be like 55 seconds away from where you started, but it's like trying to use each little 60 second um, portion of time you have to do something to progress the narrative. Because mm-hmm. like items you collect, bits of quests you complete will persist. So you might be like, oh, uh, in my first 60 second run, I found a coffee shop. The coffee shop owner was complaining about crabs and he wanted them defeated. Okay, next 60 second run, I'm going to go defeat the crabs and then sprint to the coffee shop and he's going to give me uh, an ability to move boxes. Next 60 second run, I'm going to move those boxes so I can climb over the river so I can do this. And I think one of my favourite early game ones is you go and meet the person by, I think it's the lighthouse? Yes, who talks really slowly. slowly. You have to sprint to them as soon as you get there. And they will get like the last. If you get there fast enough, they will get the last letter of the last word out just as your time runs out. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's <laughs> it's so good. It's um, great fun. It's it's a great game. Uh, f- speed runs of that game are fascinating. You can do a run of that game in I think under twenty five minutes. Um, something like twenty five is the minimum number of runs required to do the game. I think. Gaza. Um. I didn't do too badly. Like, I'm definitely not speedrunner level on it, but I, I did it in about an hour, which is not a bad, no. not a bad pace. I think the first time I completed it, I it must have been like three or four hours. Yeah. So. The biggest delay, honestly, was finding the watering can because it's hidden behind a bush that's kind of well hidden with the rest of the scenery. Mm. Plus, my webcam was over where the uh, ah. where the bush was, which didn't help. No. That probably added a good five, five to seven minutes onto my run, which didn't help. But... Mm. Uh, yeah, I was I was pretty proud of how I did. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's a really nice little bite sized game. Yeah. Um, I I like that it's on Switch because obviously that's a really good pick up and put down kind of platform. I think that's where I played it as well. Yeah, it's like I think it took me something like five hours the first time I played it to like get to the end of it. Because there's a lot of working out what to do. Yeah, but once you know the general gist of it, like. Most people could probably easily do a run of it in an hour. Yeah, there's a few things near the end in the factory that was like, um, I'm not exactly sure what you want me to do at this point. Yeah, yeah. But it's once you know what you're doing, it's doable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really nice little game that I would highly recommend people check out. It's it's a, it's a beautiful little game and there's nothing quite like it. Mm-hmm. What about you? What have you played this week? Uh, I have been doing a lot of twisty puzzles and general sort of physical puzzles. Lots of, lots of things to to move your hands with. Lots, and... lots of hand fiddly things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have bust out my 2x2 cube, 3x3, 4x4, 5x5, 9x9, my 3x3x2, my 3x3x5. Mm. Uh, the Penrose cube, which is the the Z three with like the curvy corners, it's only got three mm. sides on it. Mm. Um, the ridicule barrel that you got me. Oh yes, yes. Um, the um, what else? The X two, the big X two. Oh yeah, the X two, uh, which is like a three by three by seven mod. Yes, so it's got two sticky outbits on the side. It's um, shaped like a big X, like and big it, X. it morphs very weird. Yeah. I had my first pop on that the other day. Oh! It uh, wasn't a big one. It was just like a couple of pieces popped out. I was like, that's really fascinating the way they connect together. Did, was it easy enough to put that together? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine if the full thing came apart, I'd be like, well, you had a good run X2. Like, I th- no, I think having seen it, it would take a while, but yeah. I think I could get it back together. It's, it is a pr- 
pretty, like, well-made puzzle, considering how spindly it feels like some of the things have to be to make it work. It's also in- really interesting how it, 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 like, will turn sometimes, but not at other times. Yeah. Like, I've seen the mechanics of that now, and it's like, that's really cool. Yeah, that's... It's a weird little cube, though. It is a very weird little cube. I'm, I'm glad it stopped intimidating you at a point. Yes. Well, I think uh, getting... Because um, Becky bought me the 3x3x5 three three shape changer. Yes. And learning that made almost all of, of the, the, the X2, like, possible. Yeah. And I, then then I've been like, yeah, I like this. It's, it's a nice challenge. Because I've, I've kind of gone off speed cubing. Yeah. I don't think I have the dexterity for it. Like, I like being able to go, I can do a standard 3x3 three three in about a minute, but yeah. I, I think it's more fun to just go, I'm having a more complex puzzle. That's fair. For, for me, with with a 3x3, three three, I'm like, I can pretty reliably do it in a minute and a half, two minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's quick enough for me that, like, if, someone, if, if someone's got a jumbled up cube and they don't know what to do with it, I can go, oh, I can fix it. And I can solve it in enough of a time that they'll go, yeah. oh, you know how to do that? <laughs> like, it, it's an, a quick enough solve that it looks like I'm competent. There, there is an office near us that back when we were still allowed outside, um, they've got that kind, they, those sort of things over their, their glass that it's like, it's advertising on the outside, mm-hmm. but it's got little pins all the way through it, yeah. like pinholes through it. So I guess during the day you're not supposed to be able to see through it. Yeah. But at night, if it's lit from the inside, you can see inside really easily. Yeah. There is a, a mixed up uh, cube, like three by three by three, like a promotional cube on someone's desk, and it has been annoying me for months. <laughs> He's able to knock on that door and go, <laughs> "Can hey, I fix your can cube? I, can please? I fix your Rubik's cube?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give me, give me sixty seconds. Jeez, I won't be long. I might be a little bit longer than that because it's a picture cube. Okay, okay, I might it's... be like a minute and a half. Yeah, <laughs> and if you need me to rotate the centers after that, it might be a little bit more because I can never remember that algorithm. Yeah, it's like yeah, but um, yeah, I've been doing lots of twisty things. Also, my um, um, Hanayama uh, four part rings and the five part ring. Oh yes, Did you know those ones. I've seen them. I don't know how or what they do. They're, they're based based on like the like wearable ring puzzles. Yes, um, where it's like set various parts, and if you take it off in the wrong way, it just falls into bits, and you have to know how to do the puzzle to get it back on again. <laughs> I I don't know if it's true, but I heard a story that that was um, somebody originally designed them as like a for infidelity. Oh. Like sort of like well, I will know if you've taken the ring off unless your partner is infidel infidelitous and also learns to do a puzzle. I guess so. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I I really wanted to get some that you can wear because I thought that would be quite cool to yeah. just go. I've got a puzzle I can do. Give me a second. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I can't find any sort of standard ring size. Mo- these ones sort of look like they would fit on a. Like a toddler's wrist. <laughs> Where it like, I'm a tiny Power Ranger. And if I take this off, I might lose my powers. No, due no. To... I don't the know. The puzzle gods. <laughs> the puzzle gods. Yeah. Um, it's, it's nice to sort of sit down and do those two. Because they're very much a case of like, this is doable. There are four or five parts. Mm. It, I mean, it must be doable. <laughs> it everything, must be everything I need is here it's not as complicated as like a Rubik's Cube which takes months <laughs> it's like if I sit here and I just focus on it 
I can work it out. It's not like the horseshoe puzzle. Because I feel like the horseshoe puzzle is one of my favourite metal puzzles. Mm. But it is just not theory. Yes. And if you understand, like, how that works, it's like... Like, I've seen people, like, do it right in front of people really slowly. And they're still like, I don't know what just happened. That's that's, amazing. You've talked me through it and I've made it work (laughs) and gone... I can do it. I don't understand what's happening. It's, I yeah. know the movements, but I've done magic. <laughs> you put the ring between the thing that cannot break. How? How do? How do? It's a very cool puzzle. I like it. It's one of my favourite metal puzzles. <laughs> uh, what about you? Have you done anything else? The only other thing I've done is I've played more Saints Row 4 on the Switch. Um, I tried playing it in docked mode. Yeah, it's fine. It's not anything special to look at but it, it's competent enough uh it's a bit dark brightness settings yeah. wise maybe it's just because i'm still really early game and everything's all corrupted and zinyakified <laughs> and whatnot but um i mean it's quite a dark game anyway because you never get any daytime scenes yeah but it's it's darker it's a darker than i remember it and b darker than it seemed to be on the handheld screen which is a bit mm. odd but i mm. cranked the brightness up and it was fine um I've basically just been hopping around roofs, uh, collecting, collecting all the, uh, collecting all the nodes. The, yeah, all the nodes. I found a really tall skyscraper which I could use to glide down to quite a high point on one of the towers to then climb all the nice. way up to the top of the tower so that I could then glide down and collect all the nodes <laughs> on the way down the it's tower. It's so much easier to get on the way down. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> uh, I have the ability to glide, which means I'm like 80% of the way to like, oh yeah, no, I can just fly now. If I can get a few more stamina upgrades, that is... I find the glide oh. makes like those big jumps so much easier to. Oh, so to much more satisfying as well. It's it's not just that. It's like you don't you're not gonna overshoot so much. Yes, the, the the glide does have some forward momentum when you initially use it. So that's one thing I've had to get used to is it sort of shoots you forward and then you glide gently. Oh yeah, because it's got a um like a a, propul- a propulsion. Because it's uh, it's the same button as the dash. So what you're doing is you're pressing dash, dash. and then hold yeah, yeah the air dash and then holding it. So you do get part of the air dash before you start to glide. Yes. And that, on the way down the tower, caused me a couple of near misses where I had to go reclimb the skyscraper to start again, because mm. I was like, I'll just like I'll just jump and glide. Oh, no way, overshot. I find most of those towers, by the time you've got, like, jump two or three, yeah. they're just, there's nothing to them. Well, yeah. But that and the wall running, because some yes. sixes require that, but yeah. Mm. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm just having fun running around that open world, not worrying at all about the story yet. Collecting, it's fun to do. Collecting, it's nice to stick a podcast on cough cough the Magnus Archives <laughs> while collecting glowy orbs. Mm. I've I've been collecting a lot of orbs to the Magnus Archives. Well then, I think that's everything I've played. Have you played anything else? No, let's talk about things we've listened to. Time for this. <gasps> <laughs> order, order, council of Pets. We the council. We have contacted you via pet zoom. We've gotta go zoom around the house. But also, first we have to finish this call on the zoom. I've gotta run around the house though. Okay, zoom. I'll come back. Cat seven is permitted to zoom. <laughs> we'll catch you up in the show notes at the end. We have concerns. Concerns? The humans. Yes, they've been present. Uh, yes, they've, they've been here. Yes. All of the time. All of the time. And I mean, don't get me wrong, when they go. And they come back. Usually I'm very happy to see them. I'm food, you know, oh, food, food. Oh. And I'm sad that they're gone because where's the food person? Oh, but, but the food? they're here all the time. All the time. 
I value my my me time. Oh yes, well my me time. When will I have time to just you know glare out of a window licking my asshole? I I don't even know where to get it in my schedule. Indeed, I've received so many pets I don't know what to do. Oh, pets, all the pets, all the pets. Dog, now you'll do your tailing again. So. What are we doing about this, Wow. Well, I think I'm just going to have to find a cupboard and wait this out. Well, as long as they don't start coming in the cupboard. What will they need the cupboard for? They're not going outside. Yes, well, exactly. They moved into our houses, stayed in our houses longer than usual. What if they start moving into our cupboards too, Mal? <gasps> That's what the claws for. Then we come out of the cupboard and we shut the cupboard behind <gasps> us. And we stay in the cupboard. And we have our house back. <laughs> Are you trapped at home? Yeah. Do you wish you could see a magical faraway place? Yeah. Would you like to see interesting sights from around the world? Uh-huh. Go on an amazing adventure. Please. Do you want to see interesting flora and fauna? More than anything. Come to Fantasy Tours. Just imagine it. Fantasy Tours. It's just an imaginal way. Oh no, I have a Fantasia. Warning to the point of your Fantasia. So, tell me about the Magnusite. Oh, <laughs> so, so, I was hoping that by the time we recorded this episode, uh, this is the what we've listened to segment, by yeah, the way. Sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was hoping that I would finish season one of the Magnus Archives, which is uh, the first 40 episodes by the time we, we recorded this. Yes. I'm not quite there. I'm up to like 37, 38. 37. Uh, 37. I'm real and close. So... Um, what very much started as a podcast of, of what seemed like isolated horror narratives where each one's like 20 minutes of, here's a spooky story, and then the archivist going, yeah, it's probably nothing, it's probably bullshit, there's no such thing as, as sci-fi mumbo-jumbo, what's you on about? Has become very much more a, uh, a, a lots, uh, mm. an increasing density of the stories have links back to people or objects from other stories and the more these things start to to pop up again and again, you start going, this thing probably is legitimately supernatural. And if so, that means that that story was real, which means that that story was real, which means that that thing is real, which means that that thing is real. And there's this really interesting shift, like 20, in the late 20s episodes, where it starts like more and more coming together, like, oh, all these things they've been writing off as, ah, there's probably a rational explanation for it. Um, probably not. <laughs> um, we started having episodes where other people from the archives have recorded statements for various reasons. We've had Martin has done a statement. We've had Sasha's done a statement. I really like these characters. They're real interesting. I'm and a Sasha, huh? Yeah, I like Sasha. That's a that's a <laughs> suspiciously coy look. I'm looking at that look and I'm like, are they LGBT in some way? Other, oh, um, I mean, like. <laughs> Um, the archivist's uh, ace. Yes, I um, I have not come across this in the narrative itself, but I am uh, aware. Of yeah, this. there's there's a lot of queer characters. Yes, in this show. I I am aware that something happened with Sasha around season five that that my friend is very very excited about right now, and I keep seeing the word Sasha and my friend very excited and go, I'm not going to read. I, I don't want to know why Sasha's exciting right now. Um, but yeah. 
This is a real hacking so podcast. I keep fucking noticing things. I, you, you're so much better at noticing this than I do, because I remember like the, the first time we talked about uh, the Magnus Archives on here, yeah. and I was like, yeah, I'm loving that it's like not particularly connected stories and there's no great meta plot, and you can how, really how feel like you can differ. you when you were saying that? Like 25 episodes? But yeah. listening back to it now, it's like, oh my god, it's that thing! Yeah, like I've I've been noticing a lot of like... Here's this family that keeps showing up that yes. are connected to a lot of stories, and that surname keeps showing up. Yeah, and... I didn't get that at all. No, uh, <laughs> there was that. There was the the book, uh, the book name that keeps showing up. Um, uh, Jürgen Leitner. Yes, and then there's uh, uh, the the old lady and her son that are looking for the books that keep showing uh, up the in Keys various family? places. Yes, uh, Jared Keys and Ma- um, uh, Mary Mary Keys. Yes, uh, keeps spotting them popping up. Uh, I noticed the. The vampire person, I noticed their name today. Trevor, yeah, yeah I, re- I recognised Trevor popping back up. Yes, um, I hadn't spotted that, and it wasn't until, like, the episode that you were listening to was like, I think that's the vampire hunter. Yeah. And colleague. Uh, yes. So, oh, I'm so ready for this season finale, because it feels like it's it's building ready for something. The whole Jane Prentice thing is like, oh, 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 stuff's happening. Oh, that Jane Prentice uh, <laughs> is so fascinating. <laughs> oh, so well acted as well. Yes, Jonathan Sims is a fucking good, yes. good horror performer in yes. terms of just like I'm going to just talk and talk <laughs> and take you on a journey. Yes. Ah. <laughs> so how are you doing with the Magnus Archives? Because you're up to see you. You're I've up just to date. started season five. Yeah. Yeah. How how are you doing with that podcast? Um, so season four was incredible. <laughs> yeah, like it's got it was a lot more like full cast drama than um, previous seasons had been. I mean, I'm ready for it that. Was, it was sort of ramping towards that over the last few, but definitely like season four, and especially by the end, like oh my god, what's happening? I need to catch um, up. And I got to the end of season four, and then I was like, the first episode of season five is out. Fuck all the interstitial shit. <laughs> Like I don't care about like the 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 Q the two Q and A episodes or all of the D and D stuff that they did in between. I have to know what happens next. So <laughs> I'm gonna keep listening. I'm gonna catch up. I'm I'm picking up space uh, pace finally. I'm catch. I'm getting there. Well, maybe once we once we finish DS Nine, we can. Yeah. <laughs> uh goodness. I I'm I'm gonna finish season one tonight while while you're streaming. <laughs> Probably I will just sit and play some Pokemon in bed and listen to those last few episodes. Don't don't worry if I come in midstream just to make a face <laughs> at you. Don't like <gasps> and then leave the room. <laughs> I'll just come and make a shocked face and leave. I am very ready for this. Okay. Uh, what about you? What have you been listening to? Um, I mean that I I, I finished uh, as I said I finished season four and I um. Got to the um, first episode of season five. I've now listened to the Q and A for season four. Mm. That answered some questions that I had about some stuff from season one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess a few people had been asking that question. It turns out one of the things I was confused about it was just it was very early on in the series and they hadn't done a great job of writing it to a theme. Okay, so there there was it wasn't just me. I was there was an episode you were listening to and I was like. How does that relate to this? Which episode? Because, um, it was the... I can't remember what the episode's called. It was the one about the um, the bin men. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the bags of different stuff that keep turning up outside yeah. the house. I was like, 
that must be connected to something, but what? So we looked it up on the wiki, and it was like, we don't know either. <laughs> okay, I really enjoyed that episode. It's a great episode. isolated standalone it thing. Is a, it is a wonderfully written episode. Yeah. It is a wonderfully exciting episode. It doesn't super well fit with other things in, okay. in the show. So I was like, I don't get it. Um, Like, it could be this, it could be this, I suppose. Um, and now they've answered it in, in like Q&A for season four, and I was like... Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm happy with that answer. I'm glad you got an answer. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting because, like, it must have been within the in the ke- in the course of me listening to the episodes, um, you listening to the episode again, me looking it up on the wiki, and then that Q and A coming out. It's just been like, oh, that was quick, quick to answer. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good series. It is. Gosh, gosh, I'm enjoying that. What else have you listened to? Uh, the only other thing I've listened to, really, this uh, this was going to be... Also, we usually do Watched before we, do. we listened. Sorry. Oh, I no. was very excited. That's all right. I was very excited. <laughs> uh, should we leave it in this order this week? Yes. Because, uh, because we had that Magnus Archives trail at the end yes. of the played. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, anyone who is thrown by the changing of the order of the things. Apologies. We used to change it all the time. I know, but it's it's just hit me and I've gone, oh, something, something, feels, <laughs> no. something feels wrong about this segment. Oh, no, it's not where it normally is. I apologize. That's okay. Um, this was a pretty listen-like week for me, other than the Magnus Archives. <laughs> However, just before we came to record, I was given something to talk about. Mm. Um, so, the My Chemical Romance shows in the UK haven't yet been cancelled. I fully expect that to happen. But until then, Gerard Way, one of the many people who is having a lockdown right now, made some music. Has made some new solo music while, while locked in a house by himself. And... I, I listened through the stuff that was posted. Um, he posted four tracks to SoundCloud. Three of them are like little side things that I will skim through very quickly. There's something called Welcome to the Hotel. It's like 40 seconds long. Very distorted, including like the vocal line is very distorted. About It, it is just Welcome to the Hotel over and over getting more and more distorted. I feel like there is maybe some, oh no, I am trapped within four walls. What is going on? Feel Good punk. Yeah, good shouty punk. It's good shouty punk of just like, <laughs> I just feel very trapped within the within within this building kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is something called success, which basically just sounds like a um, a cappella version of like a Final Fantasy victory tune. Uh, it's just a little piece of music. Maybe excited about Final Fantasy VII. Quite possibly. There's something called Crate Amp O2, which is a two minute long guitar solo with no words. It's just him and a guitar playing around with some like grunge and metal riffs. Uh, and then the main one, which is an actual track and the thing that feels most like a finished song, uh, is called Phoning It In. It's about three minutes long and it is just this sort of um, slightly Britpop uh, feeling rock track. Uh, it it's very similar to the stuff he was doing on his Hesitant Aliens album. Um, it's a track about it being okay to not constantly be striving, constantly be pr- uh, uh, being productive, doing more things, aiming for the next thing. It's okay to sometimes go, you know what, I can just phone this one in. Sometimes it's okay to just do the bare minimum that's required of you, and that's fine. Cut yourself some slack, give yourself some breathing room to to be easy on yourself and to relax and to not always be like, yeah, but what am I doing now that's of value? And 
I feel like during the quarantine where suddenly everyone's got this like, oh, you're at home and you've got all this time in your house. You must you do sh- all of the things you that must- you're saying you've never got time to do. Yeah, it's... And a lot of people are getting frozen by, like, paralysis of, like, oh, oh, God, I don't feel like creating right now, even though I have all the time. It feels like a very good song. It's just like, hey, it's like I just... It's it's okay if you need to phone it in a bit. Don't worry, you'll get through this. I must say, during this time, I have... um, I have done some of the things that I, I was, uh, was expected to do. Yeah. Um... But there's there's still so much stuff. Yeah. There's there's things on my list. Like, I want to finish that Gundam. <gasps> yeah. That Gundam? That one that has been legs for, like, two months. It's longer than that. Yeah, it's longer than that. I got as far as the legs, and then life happened. Life and I keep happen. going, well, well, while I'm stuck inside, I could I could finish it. And I will finish it. I think I got you that like 18 months ago. I don't think it was quite that long ago. I think it was in September. I don't think it was this year's birthday. Well, I, I've i been, I keep looking at it going, I want to finish it. It's just, I have to be able to have the time and space to get into that headspace for Gundam yeah. model building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, it's been a while since I've been in that headspace. Yeah. Which is, you know, a shame, but... Yeah. I, I hope I will get to that while we're while we're in lockdown. Mm-hmm. I keep it doesn't help that I've stacked something on top of it. Probably yeah. isn't helping. I mean, one yeah, one day I will get round to building another Gundam myself. Perhaps, yeah, because that was fun. I know they're really lovely. I find them such a good relaxing thing. Oh, I've just realised that would be a really good background task to be doing while I listen to the Magnus Archives. You know what? When we finish recording this tonight, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some Gundam model building oh, while I listen to the Magnus archives, and then have to stop making the Gundam because oh my god, oh my god, I have to listen back to that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the main thing I've listened to. I I very much enjoy Gerard Way phoning it in brackets to VOC, which I assume is with vocals. I guess so. <laughs> Anything else you've listened to? It's mainly been a catch up. Uh, so I caught up finally on like, uh, like f- I think five episodes of Question Box, four or five episodes of Mabim Bam, and for some reason there was an episode of Besties on the Mabim Bam feed. Yeah. Um. So I've got some some more My Brother, My Brother and Me. Sorry for anyone who <sighs> does not know what Mabim Bam is. Yes. Um, McElroy's give advice is usually silly. It is very silly, but yeah, they do uh, like a gaming thing yeah. with other people from Polygon. Indeed. I suppose they're former colleagues now. Indeed, yeah. Um, yeah, and they did some stuff, mostly talking about how much they're enjoying Animal Crossing. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've listened to that one yet. I haven't, but it, I've been really behind on podcasts Same. other than the Magnus Archives. You'd think with all this time in the house, there'd be time to catch up on the media, but... As n- <laughs> no. Nope. But I have got up on the washing. Mm. Yay! Um, the only other thing I've listened... Well, I listened to the finale of Dice Funk Season 6. Well done, dear. I did it! I survived! <laughs> you did! You did a wonderful job. And, and, and very emotional and heartfelt scenes. There, at the end. Very, very difficult, I imagine. Uh, what else have I got... Today was a big musicy listening day, time day. <laughs> yeah, so I listened to uh, some high contrast. First note is fo- first note is silent, bit of drum and bass. Uh, Emotional vampire from uh, the same album, also by Hawker High contrast. Absolutely fantastic and beautiful song. 
Um, Shipwrecked uh, is a track by Aelstorm, but mm. uh, it's the Drop Goblin dubstep mix. Mm. Um, Don't Lose Touch, the live version uh, for... What album's that? Oh! Is it 21... Yes. Um, goodness, my mind's gone blank. You know, it's uh, against me. Yes, um, 21... 21 Live Sex Acts. Yes, that's it. That yes. it. There we go. <laughs> uh, celebrate and Rejoice by Miracle of Sound. Uh, Portishead Roads, because I got new headphones and they needed testing out. Oh, how did how did it sound? Really good. Yeah. I've you... never had flat-tuned headphones before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it sounds like as it's supposed to. It doesn't have any sort of fancied up in any way. It's just they're flat-tuned, so you're getting... Apparently some people don't like them for various reasons. Like, yeah. you have an equaliser, you can still fuck about with them. Yeah, it's, some people have like a very specific way they like their music to sound. They're like, they want a certain amount of bass or a certain amount of treble. Isn't that what equalizers are for? I know, I know, but... They want to pretend that the music was like that to begin with. Uh, Electric Six Gay Bar, uh, the... Yo! Uh... The Father Funk remix. Oh, that's that's a good so remix. So the Japanese version of that. Um, uh, Yanivi versus uh, Snow, the Informer remix. <laughs> uh, the the uh, Knife Party Bonfire. Uh, T Rex, Rider White Swan, uh, Cling Nair, the JFB mix. That's quite a list of tracks you've been listening yeah, to. Um, yeah, quite eclectic there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's been nice for my one state mandated walk to go out and listen to some. The kind of things I would be bopping along the street to in summer. See, you say that. I would do the same, but there's too much Magnus Archives to listen to. Well, luckily I, I got through that, so now I can have a bit of a jaunt. <laughs> Not just sort of slowly meandering around the streets, being horrified. Oh yeah, no, I did like multiple loops of the block, just like, oh, I need to know one. I can't, oh, yeah. can't go home yet. Can't go home. The horror, the horror. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's everything we've listened to. Well then, time for this. Time for this. Hmm. Oh, we've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, this week's sponsor is, it's always another podcast. Oh, oh, is it, is it? It's about three queer trans ladies. Oh, oh. Who talk about games and stuff they've watched and listen to, and they do skits while riding a unicycle over a tightrope. Oh, oh no! That sounds like what we do, but there's more queer, queer trans ladies, and they're doing a difficult task when they do it. That's oh, yeah. It's probably not as interesting as it sounds. No, I mean no. you probably don't want to listen to that. Although, no, obviously, if you went over there and enter the code Q and PS one one two, you can get. The first three episodes of Much More Queer and Incredibly More Pleasant Strangers Power Hour. Well, for, yeah. I I reckon the third Queer Translator is just going to mess up the format. This is show for two. I wish them well, but... Uh, please stay here. Please stay please here. Stay here Don't be enthralled by unicycle tightrope walking. Please stay here and maybe like and share and subscribe. Like and, like and subscribe so we maybe don't get drowned out by a third um, podcast for the third. The Queer and More Pleasant Strangers uh, podcast power hour. Uh. Uh. Well, at least we still got smudge. 
Special guest stars much. Special guest stars much. Yeah. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. 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 How's uh? How's how's uh, business treating you? Business? Oh, business is good. I have had a brilliant idea. Yeah, yeah, well, you always do, you always do. I know, I'm a fucking... When have you ever had an idea that wasn't brilliant? And and the same of you. Thanks, thanks. So, you know how we got all the devs to work really hard? Yeah, yeah, we, 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 you know, we paid them under, you know, less than we were supposed to, but we were like, hey, hey, there'll be a bonus Huge bonus. I mean, as soon as the game ships, like, once we've got all those figures in, and we've paid for the game and paid for paid for out paid for yeah 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 then and and taxes and yeah and our bonuses and our and our and our and our bonuses and our bonuses our pensions are our bonuses are that that swimming pool i wanted to get that swimming pool uh my house yeah mud my 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 mom's house yeah my 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 uh yeah, I mean, my second wife's house. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, after that. After all of those things. We were going to pay them the big bonus. Yeah, we were going to pay them a huge bonus. So, uh... <laughs> not going to do that. Well, I mean, were we ever going to do that? I mean, we had the paperwork drawn up, so maybe it was an idea at some point. I mean... But I don't mean... I'm certainly I mean, not going to happen It wasn't now. me that put that in there. I don't know who put that on the paperwork, but they didn't like, slip it past us. Either yeah. way, it's not happening. Yeah, what no if we, bonus. Like, what if we just don't pay them? I mean, I wasn't planning to. <laughs> We're not going to pay them. Uh, there has been some backlash from the media, but... Uh, we're just going to release another AAA game soon. Well, here's the thing. You release another AAA game, plus there's this whole <clears throat> business going around, and uh, they're, they're not going to remember. Yeah, I mean, who can actually keep on top of actual news at the moment? I mean, I don't know about you, but I've, I've not been paying attention to the actual news. I've, I been, get, uh, I've been actively looking away from it, because it'll be scary. Whatever floats up on Twitter is, yeah, uh, is what I'm catching. Yeah. You know? And what I'm catching is, uh, you know... Everyone's scared. Everyone's scared, especially our devs, because uh, apparently a lot of them put down deposits on things. <laughs> and they're just not getting that money. No. Uh, I am a fucking genius. You are. So, <gasps> what have you watched? Well, I've got to find what I've watched because I don't have the right thing open because I'm we changed. Sorry, the... it's okay. I'm being silly. Um, I've really not watched a huge amount this week either. Um, the main thing I've started watching and and uh, it's it's a gaming related thing that that I've been doing. Uh, I've been watching a playthrough, specifically the Wooly versus Channel playthrough of a game called Dockapon Kingdom, and it's story mode. So. I did not know about this game prior to watching uh, watching it played through. Imagine Mario Party if it was a 20-hour long RPG. Okay. So, imagine, like, a board that is all the sort of circular spaces, um, you roll your dice, or in this case a spinner, you move around the spaces, and then very good or very bad things might happen as you go around, and one person could theoretically shoot quite far ahead and it's the sort of that sort of rubber banding like 
being sort of mock angry at your friends because like they've had all the good luck and it's all going bad for you. Mm. It's that as a storied JRPG from a top-down perspective. It's weird and fascinating. Um, Sounds out. It has a reputation for, like, being able to get, like, very un... uh, like, out of sync with, like, where the various players are. And, like, the fun is in, like, the trying to catch up as you sort of uh, rubber band back and forth who's doing much better than the other. Mm. Um... There is, like, there's a whole combat system. You level up, you can get new weapons, get new magic, do all those kind of things. Uh, It's got this whole mechanic where if you defeat bosses, you liberate towns, and then you get taxes from those towns that will give you, like, huge amounts of money, and, like, you're trying to race around the board to liberate towns before other people can do. Or, like, when quests come up, it's like, hey, whichever of us finishes the quest is going to have a huge advantage. So, like, one of them was... Uh, the princess's uh, dog has accidentally swallowed uh, a donut and is very ill and you've got to go get the antidote. And all the players were like stealing the antidote from each other, being like, yeah, we've got to help this dog, but I want to be the one to get that reward, though. Um, so yeah, it's a weirdly interesting little game. I, I never <laughs> expected the Mario Party format to seemingly work so well as an RPG. Oh, um, it's apparently, it's pretty lengthy. It's like 20 hours for a story mode playthrough in co-op, but I've been watching a playthrough of that, and I'm like, I I don't know that I want to play this, but I will watch other people play it. Um, so I've been I've been having that one in the background while I've been doing some work. Nice. Uh, what about you? What have you been watching? I've been watching a bunch of uh, devs react to speedruns on IGN. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a good genre of video right there. Yeah, it's... I, I think I accidentally caught the uh, devs react to the Outer Worlds mm. in sixteen minutes. I think it is. <laughs> uh, I I caught that uh, like a few months ago, and that has sort of sl- been slowly introduces it to my algorithm. Just like, hey, how about some some more speed runs? Eventually, we'll find a game you care about. <laughs> um, and that was that was quite a thing to watch them just go, oh. Oh, okay. all, all, all of the sto- story that we, we, we made. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay then. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I've been. <laughs> uh, I watched the devs react to Half Life Two in about fifty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. It was just, <laughs> there was there was some great moments of. Okay, so they seem to have just bounced out of bounds. And flew all the way across the map to right to the other side, straight through a window there. Whew. And then just turning to one of the other devs and going, so that was about, like, three months' work for you, right? Uh, uh-huh. And they didn't even see any of that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I watched a fair amount of speedrunning content as Season 6 of Dice Funk was wrapping up, because uh, I was like, oh shit, that's, that's where that character arc is going. Yes. And... It is wild to see some of the <laughs> shit that happens. Like the one I always think about is the Wind Waker speedrunning, where you don't use the boat to cross oh, the yeah, ocean. Oh yeah, you just go flying. Yeah, across you the spin ocean. around in circles and then catapult yourself, like just flying across the ocean. Yep. That's that's always the one that gets me. <laughs> it is quite a thing. Just the spin, 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 spin. I mean, apparently it's faster than flying uh, than, than sailing. Uh, m- much. <laughs> Although I guess when you go in into and out of a building, the boat just appears on the island, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, the book catches up with you. <laughs> Hi, I'm here. No time, no time, King of Red Lies. Swang. <laughs> I, I just got here, damn it. <laughs> uh, what was the other one I watched? Um, Cuphead in 23 minutes. Wow. And they were just like, yeah, we knew about some of these bugs, but... Cool. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thanks for showing us how broken our beautiful masterpiece was. Yeah, there is a lot of that. It's like, um, in the Half-Life one, they were like, maybe we should just go back and fix all these bugs just to fuck with the speedrunners. <laughs> because you will play our game, damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, that was really fun. Have you watched anything else? Oh, mainly just been catching up with IQ. Um, yeah. Continue what to very Molly boys do. Uh, then volley boys do uh, getting ready to do the the national tournament. It's the big stakes uh, for the for the third year students. This is going to be their last time to do well at national. A chance to do well at nationals because you know it's their last year at, at high school. But it's you know it's the big tournament. All the stakes are on the line. Tensions are rising. Yeah, that's that's where that's at. Um, I've just been watching a lot of Monster Factory. Yeah, because that's just good. Comfort watching. Good wholesome fun. Good wholesome fun comfort watching. I very much enjoyed their Tony Hawk's Pro Skater ones. Uh, they they had a skater who um, they named his move things like... Uh, they, they pretended he was an undercover cop and gave him like a very big belly where his uh, recording equipment was held. <laughs> and then they had him going around doing tricks that were called things like... Um, like, I'm selling weed and uh, I'm not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> totally not a car. Yeah. Uh, one of the moves was just farting. Uh, and they kept trying to... Uh, uh, what was it? Like, um, Teen, Teen Cool Weed was the name. Um, <laughs> and none of the none of the people playing online would, would, would try and buy drugs from them. And they were like, mission accomplished. Very well done. These are all good, clean, abstinent teens. <laughs> uh, that, that was a good one. <laughs> oh, if you've never seen Monster Factory, it's um, Justin and Griffin McElroy just making the most bizarre creations they can within character creators, like mm. pushing them to the limits and creating things that should not exist. And sometimes just editing the any files to get rid of the limits. Oh yeah, no, there's, what's it, Mass Effect 2, where it's just the yes. face that stretches on for a million <laughs> miles, and every time the face turns it's like this like fucking periscope turning around. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's it's good harmless comfort watching um, yes. when, when everything is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched a whole bunch of DS9. We're yeah, at the we end did. of season six now. Yeah, gosh. So, a certain character that we both enjoy, their days are numbered. They're not going to be around for long now. Afraid not. Um, I don't want them to go. I like oh, them. It's okay. It's only for one season. I know, I know, but it's not going to be the same. It's not, but it's only for one season, and then we can watch, I don't know, Voyager or, or Battlestar? Yeah, we'll find. We'll. Here's here's the plan. We'll finish DS9, then have some evenings of the Magnus Archive so I can fucking catch up with you Salt. a bit. And then we'll we'll take some some breathing room to decide what we're gonna commit to next. You you will have to accept that there's gonna be long periods during that where I repeatedly go, Oh my god, it's that thing. That's alright, so long as you're okay with long periods of time where I pause the episode and go, I feel like I remember that name. Where was that name from? <gasps> I remember that. I know the orb we've met before. Uh, we also watched all of Hilda again. Yeah, we did. It's always right. It's adorable, right? Again, more comfort watching. Yeah, sometimes you just need to watch a blue-haired girl make friends with a with a with a raven god that shoots lightning and. Yeah. 
And, oh, now we've got to get this little rock troll back to its mum. Yeah. Oh. Well, Blue Head Girls are awesome. We know this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I've heard tell that there's a Hilda season two coming soon. That'd be lovely. I thought it was already out at some point, but apparently it's, not. It's a good comfort watch. Yeah. More, ready ready for more of this is a good, good show. Indeed. Uh, anything else? That's everything I've watched, I think. <gasps> well then, time for this. this. Mm. Oh, look who's here. Look who's come back, huh? Oh, look, I just... I just need some food. Oh, oh, how how long's it been since I last saw... How long's it been since I last saw you? Eleven months. Look, I thought I wanted to make chilli and then we didn't have any peppers. Eleven months, huh? Eleven months... Oh, now, now, now you come digging in the back of the cupboard for me. I forgot you were there, to be honest. It's oh, just you and the chickpeas. Yeah, forget about the chilli... Everyone forgets about the kidney beans, but now that suddenly there's a food shortage, oh, look who comes crawling back to the kidney beans. Look, I've got a lot of rice to use. The supermarket recently got onions back in and peppers. Well, now well, is the time oh, for chilli. Oh, oh, now's the time for chilli, not 11 months ago when you bought me. I was so excited to be eaten. Yeah, well, I was very excited to have you, and then just, you know, the jackfruit went in front, and there was some... Some potatoes and sweet no, corn. Fine, fine, go, go, go. Please, please don't just... go, please don't go, please eat me. I've been in the cupboard for 11 months, please. Chilly night! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is Aaron Soup Masher reporting live for the outside world. Tonight, dog fostering. I'm joined by Sir Richard Dogfoster. <laughs> Pippington Smythe of the Dog Fostering Society. Sir, whatever I said your name was a second ago. Sir Dogfoster. Sir Dogfoster, yes. <laughs> Tell us about the dog fostering. So, yes, we've seen a massive uptake in people uh, attempting to foster dogs over the recent weeks. And initially, we were a little bit confused as to what was going on, you see. it's uh, But surely you're you know, quite happy to see that people are, in fact, getting more dogs. Exactly, exactly. And we were, you know, we're, we're always, always excited to see more people fostering dogs. We did have a little concern going, well, what's the what's the reason? Make sure no one's doing it for the wrong reasons or anything. And uh, what we discovered was a lot of people who'd been on the fence about dogs going, oh, you know, one day we'll get a dog, one day we'll get a dog, I'd love to have a dog one day, have very suddenly realised in a world where they're not allowed to leave the house more than once a day, a dog that requires walking is a very convenient excuse for a second daily walk. Yeah, it seems that the police are not really uh, questioning people who are out walking with a dog. Yes, if you're walking with a dog, it's basically seen as a free licence to walk where you want, when you want. Um, particularly in these trying times, you're not even expected to, to be lightly jogging or uh, walking with with active uh, direction and purpose if you have a dog with you. Well, there you have it. This is Aaron Sumash reporting for the outside world. Back to the studio. I'm going to go take my second walk with my dog. Mind that you do now. Not without the dog. Question time. Stop questions. What's the questions? Uh, first question comes from Samuel West. Who Hi. asks, uh, what is your professional opinion of the pun quality in Animal Crossing? I joint turnover now to our resident Animal Crossing expert. Laura Kate. Uh, okay, so all of the fish and bug puns are the best kind of terrible. 
Um, they are they're low hanging fruit said with such confidence that you can't help but admire it. Uh, I know some people don't approve, don't like the fact that like the six hundredth time you catch a sea bass, it tells the same. Ah, it's at least a C plus joke. But I'm like. To me, that only makes it better. I mean, like, that is the true jad dad joke, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Like repeating over and over and well, over. Well, this, this is the thing, is it goes through a... I believe it goes through a bell curve. It starts as an amusing chuckle, then it becomes mundane, and then it cycles back round and becomes what it's truly meant to be, which is... I know it's co- I know it's coming. Yeah. It's a it's a fucking sea bass. Yeah. I, I, that pun's gonna be there. Let me guess. It's <laughs> a C plus. Mm. Yeah, maybe one of these days when I catch a bass, it'll be a B bass as opposed to a C plus. Maybe its grade will go up. I don't know. It gets better as it goes. I I very much <laughs> I very much enjoy the puns. Yeah, they're they're terrible, but repeated ad nauseum to the point that I fucking I I Stockholm syndrome those puns. Yay! Uh, Lucy Nevins asks favorite crisps. Possibly the Heinz ketchup flavoured crisps. I do enjoy a good ketchup crisp. You know you like ketchup there. Yeah, I, no, no, I'm no surprise. <laughs> it's adorable. You are adorable. You're adorable too. Yay! <laughs> What's your favourite crisps? Um, barbecue or chili and lime? Oh, chili and lime's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like the tangy and the spice base. Yeah. Becky too. Hill. Hi, Becky. Hi. <laughs> that was a yawn and a high. It was. I love you. <laughs> uh, I love you too. Uh, if you could have one limb or body part be able to swap out for replacements and mods, what would it be and why? Oh, Ooh, I mean oh. knees back. Hum, <laughs> hum. Um, um. Maybe hands, because a my wrists are already starting to go, and I'm like, uh, uh, I have to do the exercises. I know. I've been I've been starting to do the exercises, and I'm like, it's yeah. But also because then maybe I'd have some fucking dexterity, which I don't have. I don't have the ability to make my hands do what I tell them to do. It'd be good to be able to just like plug in a hand that's like ah, it 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 do it do. I I, I could have a hand that do. I wouldn't mind replacing my legs with like, say. Tentacles, for example, maybe. Uh, replace my legs with jet boosters. Ooh, that could get a bit stingy on the thighs. Actually, replace my leg with a robot leg. <sighs> that th- that would save me a day's tattoo. Whole- that would save me a whole tattooing. day's tattoo setting. Just give me a robot leg. Just take your real leg off, have that tattooed, and then once it's healed, put pop it back on again. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh. Fishy Fishy asks, favorite scent for shoot shampoo or soap? Oh, lavender's a good one. You, you tend to favour that sort of really spicy mint one. Oh, I do like mint. Yeah, like uh, mint and tea tree is a good is a good one. It's a bit spicy. Yeah, it's a little bit spicy. Oh, I like a blueberry one occasionally. Wilk- yeah. Wilkinson's do a nice blueberry one. Mm. But I will occasionally treat myself to some blueberry. Um, I'm trying to think which ones I really like. The uh, the lemon. Uh, the, mm. I think lemon and tea tree, and there's a a, a lime one. Oh yeah, oh, I love the smell of fresh limes. It's <laughs> all good. Um, Sapphire Sunset uh, asks, what is the worst, uh, best, and worst alcoholic beverages you've ever had? Oh, oh, tequila's got to be the worst. Okay, the worst was that one time I got awarded to an awards night for, oh, uh, for a work event, and every drink they had was a Jägermeister themed cocktail. There was nothing, I repeat, nothing that didn't have Jägermeister in it. And I cannot remember an individual drink. I remember just 
the night of drinks. The night of Jaeger. I remember yeah. the state you were in when you got home. Oh, I, 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 I stumbled through that door. You did, and you still had like several miniatures of Jaeger. Yes, yes, I did. But I made it home. I you did, did it. I'm so glad you made it safely home. I, 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 I knew I could get. Here's the thing: I can get myself home when I need to. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a journey. I, 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 there were two train stops with very similar names and I ended up with the wrong one and had to walk between the two of them at one point. That was, uh, that was a fun thing to do while very drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, like, worst one has got to be tequila. Yeah. Like, I have, I have had nights where I've been just like, happily drinking, happily drinking, happily drinking. And then this one time someone was like, have a tequila with us. It's like, don't want a tequila. Have a tequila with us. I don't want a tequila. We bought you a tequila. I don't want it. Drink the tequila with us. Uh, okay, I'll drink the thing. No, no one's again. Chug. I feel really ill. I feel yeah. really ill. Oh no, I've just covered an, an entire estate agent front window with with vomit. Oh no, I'm very sorry. Yeah, that's never fun. No. Ah, uh, good drinks. I I love me a purple rain. Purple rain. It's it's it just it just tastes like Palmer violets. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever the vegan equivalent of a dirty white motherfucker is. Yeah, I really love it. It's uh, basically um coconut uh, coconut and coffee. So it's like mm. a coffee coconut milkshake, and you can't taste the alcohol oh. at all. It oh, is, you get pissed from the ground. Co- correct my correct my answer. Oh, uh, there is a burger place back in my hometown. That did alcoholic milkshakes, Ooh. and they did. Uh, it was called Snickers in a Twist. Um, yes, so it was. It was a Snickers themed alcoholic milkshake. It was chocolate, caramel, a little bit of uh, hazelnut flavor uh, mixed in with rum, and it was just a thick, creamy milkshake. You couldn't taste the alcohol. One of them, I uh, was. Oh, it hit me. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It was delicious. It was like seven quid for one, but it was it was a real fucking nice. Yeah, I remember drinking a lot of dirty white motherfuckers when I was living in Greece. Yeah. Um, the first time night I had five of them in quick succession because I didn't really really realize how strong they were. <laughs> I woke up like outside the bar, <laughs> so I'm guessing at some point I got kicked out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like um, vodka, Mataxa, uh, um, Malibu coconut cream. And Kahlua. <laughs> that, well, that's how they were making it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lucy asks, what's the, your favourite way to eat noodles? With a fork. Uh, yeah. Yeah, with a fork and not too much liquid in the noodles. Or in like a, like a tortilla. Oh, yeah. If, again, cheese and if not too special... much liquid, put them in a tortilla. It's mm-hmm. great. Uh, yeah, with like some cheese and some sriracha. Yeah. Bit of extra garlic. Uh, Dungeon Kitty asks, uh, what's your favourite season? Early summer. Summer, it's it's that midpoint where like it's sunny consistently, but the temperatures aren't melting yet. Hmm. It's the 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 midpoint between spring and summer when the 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 the, the sunny warm enough weather has become consistent. Yeah, I tend to go the other end of summer. Yeah, like I really like summer into autumn because I just like the days get starting to get shorter, the leaves starting to turn colours. Because I I love autumn. Yeah, as long as it's still warm. Here's the thing. I think that's why I like it the other way around, is that I like that the longer my favourite bit of the year goes on, the warmer it gets. Mm. 
that it's not like I'm not reminded of oh it's going away slowly summer, summer. it's weird because when I was a kid it was like winter I love winter I w- will sleep hey, with the window hey, open hey, all the time I, I love winter I I loved winter as well one thing that I have learned as I've gotten older is kids who were depressed loved winter because yeah. you don't have to fucking go out and see anyone and if you've got <laughs> no friends it's like ah, my parents won't, won't pressure me to find an outdoor activity to do. I can stay in and play games. <laughs> I, I Now I used to revel in it. Like, I would leave the window open all winter. Oh, yeah, no. sleep with the sleep with the windows open. I mean, I like to sleep on the cold end. I would happily sleep with the window slightly ajar. I, I'm, I'm yeah, a beach Yeah, you always used to when you lived in Bournemouth as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. I, I... So many girls! I know, I know. I, I just like running on the cool side. <laughs> Sorry. You're gonna ha- you're gonna have to close your ears for this one. Kelladry <laughs> uh, asks, which what of the fourteen would you serve, and which do you fear most? I mean, I'd probably, pro- mm. it's I I don't know which one I'd serve. I don't think I want to serve any of them. Uh, which which one do I fear? Maybe the flesh. Probably the flesh. I can let Laura come back now. She's not got that far. Am I? Can I come back now? You can come back now. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you, wait, I think you don't. I think the explanation for what this is doesn't come up until like episode one hundred and ten. So, okay. Like well, I feel, I feel it's a bit. I'm sure whatever it is, if I had heard it, I probably would have forgotten it by then. I don't think you would have understood what it was anyway. Yeah. But... I think then everyone just degenerated into talking about the Magnus Archives, which is awesome. Well, that's all the questions. Huh. Time for this. Time for this. Mm. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors. Yeah. All right, Harry. All right, Barry. How you doing? I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. How, how you been? Oh, you know, you know, same old, same old. Trying to, trying to get by, get by while all this is going on. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, what have you been uh, filling the hours with? Well, you see, I, 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 a lot of things I've been meaning to do. I yeah. had a lot of things I've been meaning to get to. I was, I was going to repaint the shed. I was going to, uh, I was going to tinker around with that, uh, that old machine that wasn't quite working. And you know what? I haven't done those things because no. it's, it, you know, it's been a lot emotionally recently, and I've just not really had it in me to. I've just not had that get up and go. No. Because it's, you know, everything's weighing down. Has your get up down. and go got up and gone? My get up and go has got up and gone. I just feel a bit weighed down. And, you yeah. know, I was feeling a bit bad about that initially, you know. Yeah, oh, mate. You know, there's been a lot of messaging going around about, like, oh, you've got to be productive, use this time wisely, you got all this time suddenly, and, you know, I got a bit down about it. Yeah. You know, uh, I've been trying to, trying to convince myself that it's all right, though, if, you know not being super productive every minute that I've been home. Well, exactly, you know, you need to, to, I think it's even harder to take the, the downtime, really, yeah. when, when you're off. Uh, you know, there is there is the risk of, I think, that a lot of people get when they work from home to just be like, well, when do I stop? Yeah, because yeah. Because, you know, how do I, st- I can't step away from the thing because suddenly my work is at home. Exactly, exactly. And even if you step away from the workplace itself, it's, Getting your brain out of the mode that this is the building I work and also live in. Yeah, and for, and for the people who you know aren't working from home, but you know do you know, do actually have this time as time off. I suppose there is you know you can't constantly be you know working on things. You know you can't spend every hour of a day 
trying to learn a new language or put up yeah. putting up the shelves or in lots of cases painting the house. Yeah. But then on top of that as well, like a lot of these things that people have gone like, here's my lofty thing I've been wanting to do for years. I should, I, I feel like I should do it now. Like learning a language. You're not going to get it done in a month. No. Or, you know, however long you know, your this situation is going to be. You might not. Even if you work on it, like go, I'm going to really, really work on it. It's only a limited amount of time. And, you know, it, it's not fair to put, put that pressure on yourself of, I have to do this before I go back to work. Yeah. Uh it, it, it's a shame how much there's been this pressure to be productive. It's, it's, it's all right to just sit and have a cuppa sometimes. Absolutely. Sit and have a cuppa. Enjoy the, you know, the sights and sounds outside. It is, uh, it, there's been some nice weather, you know. Yeah, enjoy your daily walk, too, if you've got a dog. Two if you've got a dog. Yeah, you know, try and just take some time. You know, we we live in a capitalist society where you are, you know, Constantly told that you're not worth anything if you're not constantly producing. Yeah. Take the time to just relax a little bit. And if something suddenly takes your fancy during that time, yeah. as something that you want to particularly do, even if it's something that has never been on your list before. Yeah. Just let yourself do what you feel up to. Have some whimsy. Drift in and out of things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, virtual hug, mate. Virtual hug. Yeah. yeah. I love me webcam. Oh, I'm still cuddling my pillow. I but, mean, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm hugging the monitor itself. My makes surrogate feel, Larry makes me feel closer to you. Oh. Soon, mate. Soon. Soon. That first hug back is going to be spectacular. Oh god, it's going to be it's going to be quite a thing, mate. It's going to be quite a thing. thing. Yeah. Ah, oh. oh, good hug, mate. Good hug. Good hug. Well, right, I'll uh, end the call. We can go eat separately, make a cup of tea. Yeah, put the kettle on. Yeah, put the kettle on. Nice, nice. <laughs> Laura! Me? Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K. Buzz in all the places. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Uh, you can find me streaming every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mm. from 10pm UK, uh, 5pm Eastern, 2pm Pacific for about three hours. Um, other than that... Everything I post ends up on laurakbuzz.com, be it written articles, freelance features, uh, videos, podcasts. I've got books! Uncomfortable Labels, it's about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum. It's out now where books are sold, or as an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com. Uh, there's also Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which comes out in October. It's happening, it's happening soon. Ooh, it's going to the printers! Um... Other than that, I'm on a bunch of podcasts. I am on Podquisition, where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great and or perfect. Um, Pixel Squirt, where we talk about video game character pornography with Mari and Stacey from the Geek Remix podcast. I'm also on Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. It's an actual play podcast. Each season's a self-contained story, so you can listen to any one of them in isolation and understand what's happening. I am on seasons three, four, five, six, and soon season seven after we have a couple of one shots. You know who's going to be on one of those dice fog one shots before Boom. season seven? It's you! It, me! And also Casey Explosion and Mari from Geek Remix. But it, you! It was lots of fun. Thanks for having me on. I, I'm excited for people to hear it. Same. It was, it was something we spent an hour and a half doing. <laughs> Octopus sex cult. Octopus sex cult. Octopus sex cult. Oh. I'm Maniac Janiac on Twitter and YouTube. I'm Janiac on Twitch, where I stream on Tuesdays and Thursdays. 
I'm also on other podcasts. Uh, we've recently been on Humans Holler at News, which you can find in places. Uh, that's with Larry Yelling NB and Bethany Turner and Lauren Morgan from The Days Funk. Yeah. You're also on Polyamory with me. Yes, uh, which, which is... will have launched the day before this goes out. Oh, heck. So episode one will already be out by the time you're listening to this. Oh, heck. Uh, that's on my channel, my YouTube and SoundCloud, and it'll be on the same um, podcast feed. So it'll, it'll be turning up in your Apple Podcasts for <gasps> other stuff uh, along with this. So if you're already subscribed to this on your podcast catcher, you'll probably be getting that too. Woo! Yeah. Um, I did a recap for season one, so you don't need to listen to season one if you don't want to. Uh, it takes about an hour and recaps all 16 episodes um, and introduces you to the new theme, theme music, woo, which is pretty fun. And uh, yeah, the first episode will be going up on the 11th, so the day before this goes live. Woo! Wow. And that will continue fortnightly. I'm also on janiac.redbubble.com where you can get one of my fantastic t-shirts, such as Wealth Inequality Solutions. It's got a guillotine on it. Or Spukake. <laughs> it's got a ghost on it. <laughs> I'm also at uh, Stone. Uh, I'm also Stone Monkey Radio on Patreon. That's the important one. That's the one that pays my bills for as little a dollar, little as a dollar a month. You can support me and get a thank you. Heck. I super appreciate that. For as little as ten dollars a month, you can listen to this show early, <gasps> like uh, up to a whole day early. It's it's usually several several days early. Yeah. But you know that that's an option if that's the thing you need. Um, what else? I think that's everything. Probably isn't. Who knows? Who can say? So, Laura, sing us out, darling. Well, till next time, be a stranger. Yeah.